Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 204 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word. Help us receive the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Matthew chapter 26. The chief priests and the elders are looking for a way to arrest Jesus, and Judas steps up for the task. We see a prophecy fulfilled in verse 15, which states, And they weighed out for and paid him 30 pieces of silver, about $21.60. This is referred to in both Exodus and Zechariah. I'm always amazed at how Jesus accepted Judas in his group and included him even in the first communion. We usually don't keep our enemies close and treat them as Jesus did. He shows us how to treat those who are against us. I saw something new as Jesus was giving the first communion. Verse 26 says, Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and praising God gave thanks and asked him to bless it to their use. And when they had broken it, he gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He did this with the wine, symbolizing the blood he would shed. Jesus thanked God that he would be broken, bleed, and die for us. He thanked God for allowing him to die on the cross. He had untold strength. He didn't walk away from his mission. Jesus thanked God for it. May we praise him for his willingness to sacrifice himself for us. Then he and the disciples go to the Mount of Olives to pray. Of course, we know the disciples could not stay awake, not even for an hour. He said, all of you must keep awake, give strict attention, be cautious and active, and watch and pray that you may not come into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Let us pray for the strength to stay alert and pray against temptation, for there is as much temptation today as there was over 2,000 years ago. Jesus met his accusers and was willing to go with them to a certain death. Of course, the chief priests attempted to get false witnesses against him so they could kill him. Imagine that. The chief priests wanted to kill the Messiah. In fact, they asked him to declare that he was the Christ. And when he told them he was, they charged him with blasphemy. He finally told them who he was, and they determined to put him to death. Let's continue reading about what Paul is saying to the Romans in Romans chapter 5. Paul talks about gaining access to God, his glory and favor through Christ. He writes that God's grace was so abundant that while sin held people captive, he sent his own son to release them from captivity. They weren't a perfect people, but filled with sin, yet the Lord sent his son to save them. Therefore, those who accept Jesus as their savior are highly esteemed by God. Then Paul writes about Adam and how sin was brought into the world by a man, and sin was released by a man, the Christ. Verse 18 says, well then, as one man's trespass, one man's false step and falling away led to condemnation for all men, so one man's act of righteousness leads to acquittal and right standing with God in life for all men. The law came to increase sin, so more grace was actually needed. God's grace goes beyond anything we can understand. We cannot work for it. His son gives it freely to us. Let us praise him for allowing himself to be the lamb sacrificed for us. I love how these passages are paired with Matthew chapter 26, where Jesus is taken to the cross. We receive the message of grace and love twice today. Well, we start a new book in the Old Testament, the book of Nehemiah. We start the book of Nehemiah, which is kind of part two of Ezra. 
In fact, Nehemiah and Ezra worked together in leadership over Jerusalem, for Nehemiah has been named governor by Artaxerxes, the king who wanted to make sure the house of God was rebuilt. Nehemiah prayed to God. He repented for the sins of the people and recalled what was said many years before to Moses. Verses 8 and 9 say, Remember earnestly what you commanded your servant Moses. If you transgress and are unfaithful, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though your outcasts were in the farthest parts of the heaven, the expanse of outer space, yet will I gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen to set my name. So Nehemiah prayed in earnest for the people that God would restore them. Lastly, we read that Nehemiah was a cupbearer to the king. While this doesn't sound like a high position, it actually was. The cupbearer tasted the wine before he gave it to the king to make sure it wasn't poisoned. So the king highly regarded his cupbearer. In chapter 2, we read that King Artaxerxes asked Nehemiah why he was so sad. Nehemiah shared his heart for his father's people, for their plight was bleak. He asked if he could leave his service for a time and go help rebuild the city walls of Jerusalem. Nehemiah must have been highly thought of by the king and queen because he was allowed to go, number one. And number two, the queen wanted to know for how long. How long would he be away from them? Nehemiah asked for a letter that would allow him to go to Judah and for a letter to ask for lumber to rebuild the walls. He was met with resistance along the way, but he did make it safely to Jerusalem. He went to look at all the damage and encouraged the Jews to help with the rebuild. They were excited to help. Their opposition soon came, and they were laughed at and despised. Nehemiah told them, The God of heaven will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build, but you have no portion or right or memorial in Jerusalem. God was certainly with them, but notice they did have opposition. There will always be opposition when we do God's work, but he is successful, because his plans will always be successful. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a favorite of mine and a favorite for so many believers. We read about the Lord being our shepherd who feeds, guides, and shields us. That's what a shepherd does. He also protects his sheep. In fact, Jesus uses the analogy that a shepherd will leave the 99 to go find the one that is lost. This gives us comfort because we know the Lord will always look for us and bring us back to his fold. We lack nothing from our good shepherd. He gives us peace and rest. He restores our hearts. He has provided a way for righteousness. We can walk through the darkest times because God is with us. Let us not fear because he raises us up high above our enemies. David writes, Surely or only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. David writes a lot about sitting in God's presence. It is his favorite place to be. May we seek the Lord and his presence as well. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending your son to save us, Father. While we are born into sin, we are saved by your grace. Lord, help us feel the depth of your love. May we sit in your presence for a few precious moments today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.